1: $25 each.
2: Visit LiveNation.com
1: slash concertweek to buy now. That's Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
3: From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio.
2: Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt.
3: Our compatriot, Noel, is on adventures but will return. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis' codename, Doc Holiday Jackson, as Whoa. well as some pretty awesome thunder that we're keeping in. If it's okay, Doc, we, we should keep these storms in, I think. Uh, most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Uh, We are coming to you post-tornado here in our fair metropolis of Georgia. As you said, in another episode that will probably come out around the same time. And uh, Matt, today we are confronted yet again with our beautiful weekly dilemma. What, out of all the crazy things that are happening in the world today, shall we cover on our weekly strange news segment?
2: Well, we've got our scope or our sights aimed directly at guns and the effects of guns. So do we want to do the gun itself? Well, we've got a special one in there, too, that has, that has well, we don't think has anything to do with guns. Um, but do we want to aim at the gun itself or the effects? So I propose we approach
3: it this way. I like your, I like your scope Wordplay there. Uh, Let's hope that none of our bullets of conversation go regrettably astray. Uh, So we can we can uh, segue and foreshadow with each other uh, in in impossibly the worst way. I think we start I think we start with uh, the ghost and then maybe go to the mysterious case in Kansas City then maybe we end with a little bit of a, um, maybe not an epilogue, but a coda, perhaps.
2: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Are you
3: using that term correctly?
2: I believe so. And it will, yeah, it'll, it'll, that'll work out really well then.
3: <laughs> it'll work out okay. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, here's the scoop, folks. Whether you are an advocate of the idea that no one should own firearms, or whether you are consider yourself a staunch uh firearms rights advocate, you are going to be confronted with any number of laws and dissenting opinions and There was one piece of news that caught my eye recently uh, that came to us out of a local NBC affiliate, which is this: I'm just going to give the headline first u s court says quote "Ghost gun plans." can be posted online. If you don't know what they're talking about, that sounds pretty amazing. Is it a gun that only shoots ghosts? Is it a gun that only ghosts can use? It's neither of those. Those would be way cooler. Uh, it is, in fact, a ruling about uh, 3D-printed, self-assembled ghost guns. And we'll, we'll talk about what they are in just a bit, but for right now, what, what's important to know about this is that it is completely possible and completely legal in many cases for you to go online to the, if you have the, uh, the internet bloodhound nose to sniff out the right sources, uh, you can find step-by-step instructions for 3D printing and assembling at home, Ikea style, an actual working firearm. This is a hot button issue. For a lot of people who say there are already too many guns, there are already too many uh, cases of mass shootings or pointing to cases of police brutality and saying that that we've already reached the inundation point and it's one that has literally deadly consequences. So uh, for several years, this was... Uh, an issue of massive concern that didn't hit the mainstream media too often. And there are questions that needed to be answered, such as uh, if Matt and I come up with our own build-it-at-home gun design and we, we take these step-by-step instructions, we make it very easy, we post it somewhere as a PDF or something, and then one of our friends in, say, Turkey Or Australia downloads that PDF, follows the instructions, and builds a firearm from it, from our heads, basically. Then have we just illegally exported firearms? Have we like circumvented the laws that govern arms dealing? I mean, what do you think, Matt? Like, is it, is that just giving someone a PDF or is that, does that count? Should that count as making a firearm?
2: Such a weird concept. I guess you can put really any information into, let's say, a PDF format or a shareable linked format, right, where any number of files could be stored on, let's just say Dropbox or a Google Drive or something like that, or even using Amazon's web service. You store files somewhere and then just link them all in a specific order inside a document, and you can make a lot of different things. You could have... As we've seen before, you know, everything from leaked information about a government's dealings to, I guess in this case, plans to build a dagum gun. Uh, that It's weird, man. I would say if you're going to compare it to, you know, physically doing arms deals across borders, I don't think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because it is just the information you need. To produce something if you have the means of production, but if because that's it's not always just plans to then three d print it, there are some companies that will sell you the individual parts who would like three d print them themselves and then sell you that part yes that I think is a completely different scenario
3: yeah, yeah, it's true. uh be warned, of course, that for anybody buying those parts, you have to remember. They have a. They run the gamut of quality, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're using uh if you're using real ammo or something like that, you want to be very sure, very sure that the gun will not explode in your hand. So, this this wide variety in quality comes uh, from an overall lack of regulation. One of the big draws for some people is uh, the lack of a serial number or registration for a ghost gun. Not to stereotype, but you can imagine why that has a draw for some people, and you can imagine what at least some of them are hoping to get up to. Uh, The lack of a serial number is also a huge concern for people who are gun control uh, advocates uh, and also uh, for people who think a serial number system for guns is in general a good idea. Like you can't drive a car without a VIN, a vehicle identification number. And this is this is what I was thinking about for a comparison. Imagine uh imagine if instead of making a PDF to build a firearm, you and I made a God, it would be the longest freaking PDF. We made a series of PDFs about how to build a car. And we're like, This mm. this is a car can make yourself um, here are the parts you can print on your own 3D printer. Here are the parts you can just uh, scoop up at a nearby junkyard or something like that, however mm-hmm. however, we would simplify it. Then you'll have a car that could objectively drive. Let's say that we were somehow really good at this PDF. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. And then we would run into an immediate problem, which is that in the majority of countries, just having a car that drives is not uh, good enough to legally drive it. You have, to have, you have to have numerous amounts of paperwork, insurance, proof of ownership. You have to have paid uh, here in the U.S. tags, title, registration yeah. fees. So you can't just get out on the – well, you can get out on the open road, but eventually someone's going to pull you over and be like, hey, I thought you were cool.
2: Yeah, that, that was exactly going to be my point, Ben. You could get away with it for a certain amount of time. There are many – people in the the United States that get away with driving unregistered vehicles for a lengthy period of time, maybe. Sometimes just for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just depends on luck at that point. Where you are, where you go, and who is also on the road that has a badge or some kind of or even a cell phone, Mm -hmm. you know, that could take a picture of your clearly unregistered vehicle, maybe even without a license plate. But in this case, you're talking about something much smaller, something that sometimes is purposefully concealed, Uh, and as you said, meant to get up to perhaps not uh, the most up-and-up activity.
3: Right, perhaps not the most scrupulous of uh, (laughs) endeavors. This trick doesn't actually work, but I'm sure a lot of us in the audience today know at least someone who said, what if I just write tag applied for and stick it on the back of my car that'll get me that'll give me a, a little ways right uh you can't do that with a gun. you can't say you know sorry, hey sorry, I know this a k looks a little sketchy, but if you'll observe officers from alcohol, tobacco, and firearms uh i there is a post it note here on the stock that says serial number applied for
2: yeah so you've applied for a serial serial number for this weapon. Also don't <laughs> they usually come on the thing? No, it's fine. It's
3: fine. I, yeah. I think that's why I got such a deal. Actually, I did. I didn't know the paperwork would be a hassle, but, um, and then, you know, someone is like, hey, excuse me, gentlemen, uh, this is a Wendy's <laughs> because that's, that's the joke, uh, that the internet loves. Apparently that's where all the weird conversations happen today. Here's how we break it down. So, a. Uh, Traditionally, any firearm that you are gonna run into, unless it's absolutely homemade and improvised device, is going to be made by licensed companies, and then it's gonna be bought from gun dealers who also have a license. Every single gun manufactured in the US, as well as those that are imported from other countries, are required to have that serial number. You're typically gonna find it on the back of a frame. A ghost gun is not this, because a ghost gun has this clever little loophole. It is manufactured in parts. And these parts are simplistic enough that they can be assembled at home uh, by the astute and studious buyer of the parts. They're not buying a gun. That's the thing. It's like that, you know, we've referenced it before, but it's like that Vanilla Ice moment in VH1's Behind the Music where he's trying to say he didn't rip off a beat remember that it's like it's different what what was that song it was under pressure
2: it is under pressure ours went yeah just a pause
3: just a little pause and so we say it's not the same song it's different song and that's kind of what's happening with ghost guns uh because they're saying these are diy kits and again this this um a situation, right, is is something that you should pay attention to regardless of how you feel about the Second Amendment or about uh, bearing arms in general. Another big thing is that you don't need a background check because you are buying components of a thing and not the thing itself. They're usually sold as these online DIY kits and often, at least per The New York Times and some other great reporting, They're shipped as what are called 80% receivers, meaning the gun is more or less 80% complete, but when you buy it, you assemble that last fifth, that last 20% on your own. So, why are the serial numbers a big deal? Why are we talking about this in strange news? Well, we're talking about in strange news because That serial number is what lets authorities trace a gun, trace its like chain of ownership from the manufacturer to the dealer to the original buyer. And ghost guns don't play that reindeer game. They are untraceable. And they're sold because they're sold piecemeal in parts. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, oh, and Explosives. Sorry, guys, Mm -hmm. if you're listening in the crowd, ATF. uh, They do not treat these These guns, the way they would treat traditional firearms, and they are not difficult to assemble. You could get an AR-15 build kit for as little as $345, which is... Yeah,
2: that's a lot cheaper than it should be.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, what price do you put on your time when you're hanging out with your friends and you're having gun day? You're putting together guns, you know, you're dishing latest gossip about uh gossip girls i guess that's the yeah. go-to that's the go-to sure show <laughs> for people Sure, to that's, what, that's
2: what people are I'm just talking about the end of schitt's creek everybody's sad no <laughs> right. no that's just my house okay that's all just right your- uh <laughs> but hey you know i was thinking the yeah. just random thought the mm. serial number on a weapon is a lot like the blockchain uh, for Ooh. an individual Bitcoin, let's say, or Ethereum. Hmm.
3: Yeah, and you know, it's it's an interesting comparison, Matt, because I'm sure, like you've seen in the past, guns that have the serial number filed down and that kind of stuff, and those guns are still like that. Doesn't help them pass scrutiny of a system. It's a huge red flag, even if you know your own personal paperwork is right. You have a concealed carry permit and. You know, you're, you're just maybe in a regular pullover situation. You notify the officer, oh, I've got a firearm. I also have the, you know, I'm legally allowed to carry it and stuff. Uh, that all goes out the window. If they, because there are going right. to be some questions. <laughs> They're like, how do, you're allowed to carry a firearm uh, with the understanding that it has a serial number.
2: Officer, I tripped and fell and just the serial number portion of the gun just happened to scrape Exactly onto the concrete, uh, you, you know the story. It's it happens all the time. I'm gonna have to call this in. No, oh yeah, well then things go really bad.
3: <laughs> so, well maybe you call him in, you know, and you're talking to dispatch, and dispatch is having a weird day, and they're like, "I believe him. I don't know why yo, but I do." <laughs> I think I'm actually doing a movie reference, but so these kits are sold. Partially on the basis of how easy they are to build. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about this, it might sound like one of those um, super long weekend projects or a whole night or a whole week's worth of nights. Uh, but it, the, t- the pitch is typically like it'll take you an hour or two and you can get on the range with these guys. Uh, thanks to our directions on how to finish that 20% uh, or uh, our helpful link to any number of YouTube tutorials. Really, all you need is a drill. Ooh, I hear it. Uh, uh, Yeah.
2: Okay, sorry. Talking about drills, I'm listening to you. I'm just, I got a little distracted. Sorry. Is
3: your house shaking?
2: Yeah, it it happens every time. The air pressure in this house, really speaks to the quality of my house. I wonder what the serial number is on this puppy. (laughs) Uh, It's very weird. Okay, back to it.
3: All right, well, assuming that your house does not... uh, oh there it goes again. Assuming that Matt's house is not destroyed in the hands of an angry god, uh, then we'll continue with the show here. Uh, Is that that what
2: the Big Bad Wolf analogy was about? Thunderstorms or tornadoes? Was mm -hmm. it an analogy for the weather?
3: Um, Yes, and the fairy tale was originally made by the very first uh, Central European construction company.
2: Ah, oh, and they specialized in bricks and mortar, didn't they? hmm and homes for pigs. The idea of building homes as a company, building homes for
3: humans, was relatively recent. Somebody check me on this, but I think it was 1976. <laughs> uh, a lot of ghost guns are also sold with what's called a jig. Uh, you know, like mm. the word for the little dance. Fits around the frame or receiver, and this jig helps you assemble the gun. Uh, You could think of it as, uh, it turns the project into gun assembly for dummies. And that means it takes down your manufacturing time, or your assembly time, I should say, from like an hour or two to as little as 15 minutes. Uh, Kits to assemble these things have been sold since the 1990s, didn't really take off until 2009. Uh, And Really, part of the reason they took off is because California had banned assault weapons. AR-15s, AK-47s, so people who are selling firearms in California started offering these unfinished receivers to get around the law. Here's where it gets dangerous. Uh, Ghost guns became a more well-known problem in 2013 when one of them was linked to a mass shooting at Santa Monica College in California. Uh, Six people died, including the assailants. And then they started to rise substantially around 2016 when people were trying to buy kits to recreate firearms based on the Glock 9. And now, as we end this section, we have to ask ourselves, how prevalent are they? There is no way to know. There is zero way to know How many are around? There's no background check. There's no serial number. Uh, The best people can guess is that interest in and purchase of these devices is growing at an alarming rate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you'll get you'll get some statistics that seem to differ a little bit, but you can see how many, you know, ghost guns have been confiscated by various police departments in various cities uh in that original article we were talking about, wh- this number baffled me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know if this is correct or not, but they say this is the quote: federal figures showed that nearly one-third of guns seized in California in 2019 were ghost guns. One-third of the guns seized in California. Um that's a third of the gun that's a lot but I hey. guess that's the the reason they would be seized is for every you know all the reasons you already pointed out Ben um, mostly because they don't have serial numbers and there's no way to there's no way to decide if uh, the person wielding one or having one yeah has any right to have that gun just through all the any we already talked about it.
3: Well, no, I mean you're you're hitting these crucial points. Uh, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, and as we go into the break, folks, um, think about this. We'd love to hear from you. What's your position on ghost guns? Uh, should they be further regulated? Is it something that you have personal experience with? If so, why did you pick one up? Um, and do you? What do you think they're primarily being used for? And why? We'd love to hear from you one eight three three STD WYTK uh, conspiracy at Iheartradio.com. We'll be back after the break.
1: $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
4: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a guillotine Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and hypergig for details. Okay, and we're back.
2: Now we're switching gears. We're going to now talk about the effects, the direct effects of guns, like the ghost guns we just talked about, um, and it comes to us in the form of a very tragic story of a young journalist. By the name of Aviva, that's A V I V A, in Kansas City. Very recently, there were there was a young woman named Aviva Okeson uh, Haberman, or Haberman. She was 24 years old. She was working for K C U R, which is a radio outlet, an NPR or public radio outlet out of Kansas City, Missouri, and she seemed to have a you know, a bright career ahead of her. She was about to start working for the Kansas uh, for a different news service there in Kansas. And unfortunately she was discovered suffering from a gunshot wound in her apartment there in Kansas city. Now, the reason why we're talking about this was for there are a couple of reasons. Um, The first one is there is, you know, kind of a strange circumstance here. Although it's not strange at all. And that that's really why I wanted to talk about this story today. According to all of the reporting that I have seen online about this, uh, this tragedy, it appears that this bullet somehow made its way through her first story apartment window and struck her. It's been reported in most places, if not all places, as a stray bullet, a bullet that just happened to enter her apartment and happened to strike her. And that is that is a serious issue, right? Stray bullets. If you live anywhere, just if there's stray bullets going around, that's a horrible situation to be in. It's deadly. The other is that this young woman was a journalist and she was you know, constantly covering things like politics and uh, tough subjects where there are oftentimes good guys and bad guys, depending on the perspective that you hold. And it reminded me, quite honestly, a lot of the younger journalists that came on to work on show, true crime shows that we've been making over the past um, several years here with iHeart young, very strong journalists who are not afraid to ask hard questions. And from all the reporting, this young person, Aviva, was not afraid to ask hard questions of powerful people. And really, all of that wrapped up together is why I wanted to talk about this, Ben. So there are a couple scenarios here. You know, it could have just been a stray bullet that in some cruel Twist of fate entered her home and struck her and she died. There's another scenario here where someone meant for that bullet to, to hit her. Um, and there are a number of reasons why that could, you know, have happened. Every one of us lives a complex personal life with all kinds of different things occurring. Who knows what's going on and what was going on in her life. But, you know, everything seems to point to stray bullet. Let's talk a little bit about what happened. So just to jump back to this, this article comes out of the Kansas City Star title of the article is Kansas City Journalist Aviva Okus Haberman, 24, killed by bullet in her apartment. And, you know, like, is it a weird thing? Maybe it's just affecting me, Ben. When when the title of an article is killed by bullet in her apartment, Mm -hmm. it's vague and it leaves me open to wondering what else could have happened. When you go through the entire story here, it it does say a stray bullet in a couple places. But the first time it's mentioned, it, listen to this statement. A Kansas City journalist has died after being hit by a bullet while in her apartment. There's something, there's something to that just that makes my brain go to other places than just, I don't know, a circumstance.
3: Yeah, the wording of it. Died after being hit by a bullet. Um, this is not to make light of it, but the, no. the reporting of it feels like it incorporates some ambiguity. It's it, it, And, you know, that's good journalism because you don't want to, especially in someone's life is mm-hmm. the subject of the story, you don't want to editorialized, you don't want to say anything other than what you know to be absolutely true. The problem is because they had to say it that way because there was no, um, there were no details they had or none they could disclose about further explaining the circumstances of the death, um, they had to go with hit by a bullet. and It's a shame that that sounds like it could have been uh, self-inflicted at that point, just for an example, which it wasn't. Yeah. But it sounds like that based on that sentence, and so, in the absence of transparency, um, the pre, like the presence of ambiguity leaves a lot of room for speculation. And having that um, speculation is part of an investigative process. But this is uh, this happening in a in a larger context. This is an ongoing story. Uh, Matt, as you and I were looking into this, we got an update that went a little further than just hit by a bullet in her home.
2: Yes, Ben, even, you know, even though all the initial reporting that came out about this story was really vague about a bullet that pierced a window and struck her. um, No matter what happened, no matter what the circumstances, her death is being investigated as a homicide, uh, which is, you know, good to know. Uh, And hopefully that investigation will lead to something, Uh, as we just discussed in our last. Well, we we actually didn't discuss this, but in our last segment, we're talking about the guns themselves and how they are traceable. Thankfully, there is some forensic science that exists for a single bullet and a casing and all of the physical properties of a bullet, no matter where it came from. It can be at least traced to some extent. It's not the case for every bullet, and you cannot find 100% proof that way that one bullet was fired from a specific gun. Uh, And we know that there are flaws in that technology and that science, but there's at least hopefully a chance that wherever that bullet originated from, the person that fired it could be apprehended at some point or at least held to account.
3: Yeah, this is also occurring. I think this is something you were... Mentioning Matt, this is also occurring in a city that has struggled with uh, gun-related violence, right? So, mm-hmm. so the um, the possibility of accidental involvement is still is still there, but the authorities have made the call. They are investigating this as a homicide. Uh, some of our fellow listeners may be asking why we're focusing on this in specific. Well, to be honest with you, uh, for a peek behind the curtain, uh, just the same way that we mentioned earlier, uh, we uh, you know we pay close attention to cults that maybe really haven't really yet popped national radar because we want to keep an eye on those organizations. We also pay close attention to deaths of journalists, uh, regardless of what the circumstances may appear to be at the time of reporting. It is no secret uh, that being a journalist is an increasingly dangerous occupation. Um, In At least globally, at least 30 journalists were killed on duty in 2020. This includes 21 reprisal murders, which is being killed for something you had reported. And that was a dramatic increase. That was up from 10 the previous year.
2: I'm looking at an article from CNN that says 50 were killed worldwide. Um, in 2020? In 2020, yeah. It's so, from December of 2020.
3: I think what we're missing here is 30 killed on duty.
2: Got it. Got it.
3: Versus, yeah. And so there, there's methodology here. I'm pulling from the Committee to Protect Journalists. Got it. Uh, you know, You can tell by the title. They have an angle. Mm-hmm. It happens to be an angle I agree with, and their research is pretty sound. I don't think people should be uh, killed for being reporters. Uh, this this is part of a trend that's been, unfortunately, on the rise uh, for, for some time. And, you know, journalists do hard, often thankless work. I know very few journalists who are in it for the money. You know what I mean? They're they're in it because this is their passion, and, and it calls to them. And I would say many feel it is a responsibility, right? Uh, not just something I like to do, but something that I I feel called to do.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, certainly. Um, and there is a real connection that is found by uh, by the same committee to protect journalists. <sighs> when you're and they specifically cite Mexico as one of the most dangerous countries for journalists there there appear to be around 8 to 10 journalists in that country killed each year and many of those deaths are linked directly to organized crime and the danger there comes when organized crime meets politics which it often does where where there are powerful people to protect essentially, and a journalist becomes a real problem.
3: Yeah, especially in places where what I would call the de facto governing structure is something that has consumed and infiltrated the uh, official governing structure. Like You Mm -hmm. can't look at certain states in Mexico and not admit that they are compromised by the cartels. The cartels have more money, they have more power, they have more access, uh, and mm-hmm. they don't have to play by uh, a lot of the same rules that law enforcement is at least legally supposed to play by. Although you know, it reminds me of that old uh, that old proverb: "There's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip," meaning that you can write laws all the livelong day, um, but enforcing them and. In- you know, enforcing them regardless of the demographics of the people involved is something that a lot of countries fail at. It's not a secret at all, but it's, um, it's true that it's true that at least from kind of our collective opinion, whenever we hear about the death of a journalist, especially one involved in the sort of reporting that Aviva Okus and Haberman was involved in, we immediately
2: want to know more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that doesn't discount the gun violence in Kansas City that, that's been happening. There were 74, I believe, reported homicides by gun there last year. You can read more about the gun violence in Kansas City and the instance of stray bullets, which are, it's a serious issue in a lot of places across the country. There are a lot of guns in the United States, a lot of people firing weapons, and they often don't reach their intended targets. Yeah, I, I there's more there's more to talk about here Ben, but I think for now we can leave this story here and just say our condolences go out to Aviva and her family and to everyone there at KCUR and it's just it's just a terrible thing. If you are out there doing journalism In any form, especially investigative journalism, we wish you safety on your journey and Godspeed. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here while the rain, thunder, and lightning come through. I love it. Yeah, we will have one more very, very weird and disturbing update
1: to a story you heard from last week. $25 each. Visit
2: livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
1: That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
4: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber live like a gagine Available wherever you'll get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATNC.com slash hypergig for details.
3: And uh we are back. Uh we we took a little bit longer on this break because uh we just got in a request. Uh Doc, you were saying that you're kind of getting a a super villain vibe now that we 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 get thunderclaps (laughs) after after your name on air is that correct
5: well yeah so earlier after you said uh we are joined as always by our super producer alexis codenamed doc holiday jackson like right as you said it there was a really loud bit of thunder and i was like yes we need to that needs to happen all the time (laughs) every single time anybody says my name from here on out i want there to just be like a loud clap of thunder and then i'll know that my evil villain arc is complete
2: that's amazing yes
3: Yeah, yeah, first, 100% in. Second, what's the... But it has
5: to be natural. It can't be a sound effect. It has to be an actual thunderclap from, like, God, like the universe or whatever you want
3: to call it. Go in Old Testament. All right. Uh, (laughs) Are you comfortable telling us what your supervillain arc is going to be or... Do we have to just find out with everyone else? Oh, of
5: course not. No, right, I can't well. tell not, not only you but all of the fellow conspiracy realists. Everybody can't know this now.
3: <laughs> okay, It'll all become clear. All right, this. no, that's fair. But <laughs> you can understand how I thought there was maybe a chance to get you to monologue. But the good supervillains never fall for that, do they, Matt? Yeah, never. No. no, they don't. <laughs> they not, not even Zeus. Not even Zeus. And that well, guy, was he
2: a supervillain? Uh, well,
3: remember. depends on whether depends on who you ask. You're one of those animals. He ran up on. Uh I don't think they have the highest opinion of it.
2: Oh yeah, I do remember those stories. Okay. Sorry about that. That's not for this family show.
5: <laughs> so uh this there we go. Zeus didn't like that.
3: All right. <laughs> so uh this this next story is a Regrettable update, but it does have at least a little bit of positivity to it, and we'll explain what we mean. As we were prepping to record today's show, a couple folks uh, reached out to us, and I, weirdly enough, got an alert on my phone. Uh, Matt, remember how earlier, last, just last week, I think, uh, we introduced everybody to one of the many little-known cults we track, which is or I should say new religious movement we track, which is the group known as love has what?
2: Yes. I recall Amy Carlson. um, Fascinating figure. We read some quotes from her, talked about uh, what the group is known for. And we, I think one of the last things we really talked about is that her whereabouts were unknown.
3: Yes. Yeah, that's correct. We, we, we found some, the latest info we could find was from a regional outfit known as Mount Shasta News. Uh, they, they noted some of the rough movements, Colorado, Hawaii, the Pacific Northwest of the organization. And they noted uh, the current debate over whether they're just sort of, uh, whether they're just sort of a, a group of people pursuing a collective alternative lifestyle which is totally fine to do if that's what you and your crews are into, or whether they were um, a cult that was holding people against their will, brainwashing them, abusing them physically, the more vulnerable members of the group, et cetera. And you're absolutely right, Matt. There was one thing that we, we could have spent more time on, which was... There it is the mystery afoot. Mm-hmm. And the mystery afoot was, just as you said, nobody was able to figure out where this person actually was, and members of the group that were speaking to the public were also not coming forward uh, with that information. There were fears from uh, cult deprogrammers, anti-cult activists, people who considered this group dangerous. There were fears that they might take the worst possible path and uh, and participate in some sort of group harm or group suicide. Uh, so that's where we left it and we have an update today.
2: Yes, we, we do have news for you. It appears that Amy Carlson has been found.
3: Yes, uh, Amy Carlson has been found. Mother Love has been located very recently uh, or more specifically and more morbidly, her body was found in a mobile home in Casada Park, which is west of Crestone, Colorado. Uh, this came from a tip off to authorities from a member of the group who said that her body had been transported across state lines uh, from the Pacific Northwest to Colorado after her death. And when law enforcement interviewed the surviving members of the group, they started saying they started saying some very strange things. They did not use the word deceased. They refused to. Uh, instead, they claimed that Carlson was not dead. She was merely out of communication. Uh, this is not the opinion of Carlson's earthly family, including her sister, Chelsea, and Renninger, who went on Facebook to say um, that she found out about Carlson's passing. Uh, She asked for prayers and the people involved in this situation. And she said something interesting, too, in this post, Matt. She said, we are choosing to remember who she was when she was in our lives on a regular basis and not who she became from this manipulating cult. So it seems like her sister, at least, is saying that Carlson was being manipulated by this group.
2: Well, that's such an odd concept. You you don't often hear of the leader of a cult being the one who's manipulated or actively manipulated. Um, I suppose the family, you know, in some ways the family has to look at it that way um, for their own self-preservation.
3: Perhaps that's, you know, that's uh, not a pretty point, but I think it's an important one. And we know that uh, they... Continued, you know, doing the daily live stream on their Facebook page that we mentioned earlier. It's called the Daily Energy Event Update. Uh, and when reporters reached out to the group on Friday, uh, people refused to comment. I think the one response they said was uh, just the full here's the full phrase. It's not grammatically correct. What are your intentions? Love. Uh, I've even made it sound like there might be a comment there, but there isn't. At this point, more and more things are starting to come out about the group from former members of the organization. There has not been a cause of death attributed at this time. Of course, that might change. Um, the county coroner, Tom Perrin, said it's possible that she was taking colloidal silver that may have had some adverse effects. Uh, She was also, uh, according to some reports, not verified. As we mentioned, um, former members had said that she was heavily abusing various drugs and alcohol. Uh, It'll probably be weeks before an autopsy and a toxicology report come out. So you might be asking yourselves, Matt, Ben, Doc, I'm, I'm I'm a bit shook to say the full name now that we know what it does to weather patterns, but you have to say, <laughs> Matt, Doc, Ben, uh, you all said there was some kind of good news, some light at the end of the tunnel of this disturbing story. Well, the good news is, so far, this. There was not, in fact, to our knowledge, a mass... A mass death similar to the events of Heaven's Gate. So, for that alone, at least, we can be thankful in the moment. Uh, As we said previously, if you or someone you care about is involved in an organization that you believe has removed their agency, is preventing them from leaving, if they want to leave, there are resources you can contact. We mentioned them on last week's Strange News. uh, And we do advise you to look into it. Uh, We advise you to be safe. Um, We also, you know, whether or not you agree with uh, the activities of people who are investigative reporters, whether or not you agree with people's uh, spiritual beliefs that might seem a little bit out there, if you're not part of the group, I think we can agree these deaths are tragedies. Uh, So to all the reporters working out there, thank you. For your tireless efforts, uh, we always look forward to hearing from you. We always look forward to hearing from everyone of our conspiracy realists. So, as you know, we do listener mail once a week as well. We'd like to hear from you. Matt, I propose we lighten this up a bit. What is Doc Holliday's ultimate supervillain plan? What do you think? <laughs>
2: Uh, ultimate supervillain plan for Doc Holiday: Take over L Magazine. Okay. Um, okay. From the inside. Mm. Like, that's how she starts, right? Right, right. Transi- that plan's already in motion. Yep, yep, yep. Transitions <laughs> the entire thing to exclusively cover evil plans of uh, superpowered. <laughs> Evildoers.
3: I love it. And, I, I love it. Stay in the voice of L too. Like top ten good villain plans for Spring. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She changes it to L Villain. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, mm-hmm. that's I don't know. That's what I'm seeing.
3: Uh do you accept you know, it's like uh heist. Is Bitcoin the new bank heist, right? Like mm. the questions of the time. Uh sidekicks versus henchmen or henchfolk. We should say mm-hmm. which is right for you,
2: you know? dude. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, the crux of all this is that there's a new supervillain in town that is like really running the show, and she she makes sure that L villain like really covers this, like really focuses on this villain called Doc and uh, <laughs> Doc something, right? Okay, it's her the whole time. It's her making sure that her magazine is always covering her deeds so that she becomes the most sought-after evil villain, supervillain. Mm-hmm. For
3: the villain uh, awards.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which the, will now be a thing. It's all for the villain awards.
3: <laughs> so, so like, lifetime achievement, best height best for <laughs> crime, right? Best supporting inch person, inch folk. Uh, yeah, this has legs, as they say in the villain business.
5: No, my villainy would never be that commercial.
3: Oh, oh, we've commodified you unfairly. That's on us. That's <laughs> uh, on that's us. my fault
5: my fault. <laughs> no, that's on
3: us. I just got so excited because I thought that I thought it was a really good plan.
5: I see the vision. I see the vision, but I don't know if it particularly suits me.
2: okay, okay.
3: I respect right. that. I respect that it's not about that uh that commodification you know yeah. because we mentioned it before i think and it's always at the weird the weirdest moments that it's usually me who has to mention you know though i respect when people aren't in something for the money
5: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I got one more for you and then we're done yeah. i promise all right all right um the true doc holiday supervillain plan acquire 175 million dollars mm-hmm. use all of it no use 50 of it, $50 million to develop a video game based in the future. Uh, let's say it's cyberpunk themed um, and spends $50 million to develop it just terribly. And then spend, a, spend a hundred and <laughs> spend $125 million on marketing. And then just make sure everybody's super excited about it and oh then God. release it and just w- just watch what it happens. It was you
3: all along,
2: Fredo.
5: It it's was a solid super villain plan. Or it would be to like spend that 175 million on a time machine to go back in time and like undo this whole cyberpunk fiasco in the first place. But I guess that wouldn't make me a villain. That would sort of make me a savior of sorts. So, be a hero. Uh, I have yeah, to work out the mechanics.
3: You'd be a hero. Yeah. Well, uh, these are pretty solid pitches. Uh, it, it sounds like Doc doesn't uh, totally agree with all of them, but I appreciate you hearing us out, Doc. Uh, let us know what you think uh, w- would be a classic codename Doc Holiday villain plan and or arc. You can get as detailed mm-hmm. as you want. We, we give you plenty of ways uh, to, to talk to us. We try to be easy to find online. Is that true, Matt?
2: That is so true, Ben. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, where we are Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. You can find us on YouTube, where we are also Conspiracy Stuff. Uh, Also, Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. That's the name of the show. You can find it if you search it sometimes, depending on which country you're in. And, uh, hey, what else? Uh, If you don't like social media, which you may not, uh, please, please find our phone number and call it.
3: I'm uh, glad to help you out. We'll find you the phone number there, folks, for the, uh, for the folks who consider themselves teetotalers when it comes to the social meds. Uh, you don't have to sip those. You can call us directly, one eight three three 833 std Three minutes. Those three minutes are yours. We can't wait to hear what's on your mind or things that are weighing on your soul. All you need to do is give us a, uh, a cool nickname, for yourself, or if you're like, I'm going to call myself Jonathan because I, I'm grown and I think nicknames are silly, that's fine. I disagree with you, but do as thou wilt. And, and let us know. Let us know what your response is. Let us know, most importantly, suggestions for upcoming topics. And if you feel, this is the most important part, folks, if you feel three minutes isn't enough time to tell us what's on your mind, to tell us uh, your concerns about journalism to tell us your concerns about ghost guns, your concerns about Doc's future as a supervillain, uh, then don't ever feel like you have to edit or censor yourself on our show. Write to us in full. Send us the whole uh, uh, what, what is it? Kitten caboodle? Shebang. Shebang. Yeah, one of those. But all three of those. Send us all of it. Uh, you can do that at our good old-fashioned email
2: address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com
1: 25 each.
2: Visit livenation.com/concertweek to buy now.
1: That's livenation.com/concertweek to buy now.
4: I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
0: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation